0: Welcome everyone to another episode of Don't Give Up Skeleton. I'm your host, Jeremy McGreer This week's guest is Nick. Nick is a, a really chill guy, and me and him talked about his Journey Through the Soul series. Um, this is in the show notes, but I'll put it here too. I knew Nick was going to be a good guest when he told me that he was invading in Demon Souls with the Scraping Spear and the Storm Ruler and knocking people about in the Boss of Latria, so that's good stuff. Um, if you'd like to come onto the show, go to www.dontgiveupskeleton.com and you can find links for all of my various contacts there. Thanks, and enjoy the episode. What was uh What's your history with the Souls game? Which what was the first Souls game or From Software game that you've ever played? So
1: the first Souls game I played was Demon Souls. Uh, I remember hearing just the name back in like 2009. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, I heard about it in 2009. Uh, one like there was like one guy in my class in high school who had a PS3, and so he was like my go-to guy for information, and he brought it up like once or twice, and I was like, oh, okay, and then I just kind of ignored it uh fast forward to like late 2010 early 2011 uh i'm living down in florida going to college and uh one of uh my classmates uh is talking to my roommate about it and he's he's talking about like pvp invasions and like oh man there's this like just giant sword and like you can you can use this spell that like gives you like half your health back when you die and and, like, PvP is insane. People come in and they break all your stuff and they take your <laughs> souls and they run. And, I'm, I'm like, me and him are just looking at each other and we're like, why would you, why would you play this?
0: <laughs> this sounds terrible. Yeah, this sounds
1: awful. <laughs> and so, like, I just kind of, like, again, just kind of, like, put it out of my mind. And uh, a little bit after that, like, it's just, like, over the course of the next, like, six or so months, um, my, my a buddy of mine, uh it just like shares a few stories because like they were relevant to the conversation at the time about like oh you know one time and i know he's gonna be listening to this so i apologize if i get the story wrong dude but um <laughs> one time uh he, i mean I, I, he mentioned that like one time he had to use the restroom and like he put the controller down and went to use the restroom and like i think his roommate or something came into the room and like started playing and, like, they didn't know what they were doing at all. And they used up all his, like, his grass and just got him killed and lost him in his souls. And he, was, he comes back and he's just like, why? Um, but, like, <laughs> stories like this, he just kept bringing up. And it just it got me thinking about it to the point where I, was, I just went up to him one time and I was like, hey, can, like, can we, like, set up a time where I can, like, sit down and play Demon Souls and you can, like, introduce me to the game? It's like, yeah, yeah, of course. So, like, we got his copy of the game. We went to his buddy's house we set up the ps3 and i start playing and like he kind of guides me through the character select screen kind of like tells me like a little bit he doesn't like spoil anything for me so he just kind of like goes in depth of like oh that kind of does that that kind of does that that's what that means like magic and intelligence are different because magic increases mana and whatever and so i'm going through the tutorial and he's just kind of like Elaborating on what the tutorial is already saying. So like he's explaining how like two-handed, like you don't bounce off of shields when you're two handing and stuff like that. Um I remember one piece of advice that I like still repeat to people who are like getting into the series, um, when in doubt, shield out.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so I used that a lot on my first time through. Mm-hmm. And so we 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 played up to the end of Boletaria 1-1. And I, after that, I was just like, well, I'm, I'm convinced I need this game. So like, I, as soon as I could, I went and bought the game for myself. And there was like a, like later one night I started playing and I was replaying Boletaria and I got up to the high part of the wall where there's that blue-eyed knight with the fog door. Mm-hmm. And there was two paths. So there's the one path on the side where you go down the staircase. There's a bunch of um, phalanx, shield, slimes. And then there's the other direction, which leads to Doran. Mm-hmm. Um So I I looked at that direction. I was like, I've, I've never been that way before. Uh, so I went down there, and I get to the doorway, and I see this black, red-eyed knight at the end of the long pass. And I'm just like... This seems like a bad idea, but I don't know why I just kept going forward anyway. So I go forward, and like he just begins charging at me. <laughs> I'm just like, oh fuck. <laughs> um, so like I di- I'm just dancing with this red eye knight for like five minutes, trying not to die. I get hit like a few times, and I like run away as fast as I can. And then I realize, okay, after a certain point, he's not chasing me. And, like, I, I probably should just stop there, but I, I didn't. I was, just, I was just way too curious if I could actually do it. So I go back, and I fight him, and it basically just boils down to me, like, dodging and backstabbing as much as I can. Mm-hmm. And I eventually get him, and I, I, I'm just, like, I'm pumped, like, I'm shaking because I'm so excited. And I grab my phone, and I text him, like, dude, I just beat this red eye knight on top of the wall. And, like, he sends me a text back, and he's like, man, I'm so proud of you.
0: <laughs> that's great. <laughs> that had, that's a tense fight. Like that dude's pretty damn difficult to oh get on there. Yeah, kind terrifying. I know. I know it's not technically your first run, but like you're basically your first run at that point.
1: Yeah, at least without help, because like he wasn't there at the time. So. Hmm.
0: <laughs> and from that point on, you were addicted, huh? Yeah.
1: No, I was. I I never bounced off the series.
0: So were you there kind of in, along the hype train for Dark Souls 1, Dark Souls 2? Like, have um, you just been there since?
1: I actually, like, it took me a while, a really long while to beat Demon Souls. I actually didn't beat it until right after Dark Souls 1 came out. So I wasn't sure if I was, like, excited for Dark Souls 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, after I beat it, though, I was like, okay, I got to get Dark Souls. <laughs> and so I, I got that pretty early in its release. And I've just been hooked.
0: Yeah, yeah. What do you, why, why did it take you a long time to, to be Demon Souls? Were you just kind of playing uh, here and well, there? Well, I was, and, I was,
1: I was in college at moment. the time, so a lot of the time I had to, like, focus on getting work done. But um, I remember, like...
0: That doesn't sound like any of the college students that I've talked to. Most <laughs> <So laughs> of them are like, nah, we, I just played video games all day and didn't do any work. <laughs> no,
1: my, mine, uh, my college was... Uh, the, the college I went to at the time was, like, very intense. It was just, like, a lot of work, and a lot of it needed to be done really quick. Uh, but the other thing was just like some of the parts of the game gave me a lot of trouble. Like mm-hmm. uh, I remember spending like a month just trying to get through uh, World Three in general, because like Tower of Latria as a whole just kind of like gave me huge problems, especially with the PvP boss at the end.
0: Oh yeah, especially if you were playing that during like its heyday, where you could actually get other players in for that fight.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. A lot of the time it was just like people with like the most insane builds and plus the buffs (laughs) that you get by just being that boss
0: it's it's really unfair to be honest with you like i spent uh when bonfireside chat was doing their um demon soul season uh i guessed it on the on the latria episode 3-1 and uh but i ended up like spending probably a good four hours like doing nothing but getting trying to get summoned as that for that as that boss oh yeah i actually
1: sorry i continue
0: um i just it's the it's just the worst (laughs) like even if if, when you do get summoned in when everything works and you actually get in as a boss like it's so easy to kill people if they even make it to the boss room because you spawn in when they're all the way at the bottom of those steps and like there's two or three man eaters like going not man eaters um oh oh, it's i thought it was like
1: mind uh, flayers
0: mind flayers thank you thank you but there's two or three mod flayers on the way up, and like a bunch of other shit that you have to kill. So, like, you know, you just spawn in and like, you know, you succeeded or whatever. I don't remember what the name was. Yeah. It's unfair as hell.
1: Yeah. Uh, I actually, it's funny you brought up on Fire Chat because I actually submitted a comment to that specific boss when they were talking about that. Mm-hmm. And they read it on the show. You can still hear it. Um, but I was the guy who uh, actually, it would, it, because uh, during my first time through, and I, I got. St- summoned for that fight because the mechanics to that is if i remember correctly because it's been a long time since i've done it um if i remember correctly you just put down your summon sign and like you have a chance of getting summoned as that boss
0: Mm -hmm. that's right
1: yeah so when i figured out that that was how it worked i was like oh man i can totally abuse this so i like i started like (laughs) building my character around that fight and by the by the end of it i was like i had baby's nail scraping spear tower shield oh no i was wearing uh yurt's armor and i had like wrath of god so people would walk in wrath of god i would baby nail them so they're toxic and then i would just scrape and spear all their stuff off
0: <laughs> that's so the wor- you're the worst <laughs> yeah. you're worse than guy. i am i was that guy <laughs> you were that guy <laughs> oh man that's miserable i'm sure people hated you did oh, you get any man. hate mail for that I, no
1: i didn't surprisingly yeah
0: well, PS3 was never a good. Uh, I mean, it was it was fine, but like, it most of the hate mail that I ever seen come, always came from the 360 for whatever reason. So yeah, I'm not surprised. But man, yeah, <laughs> that was. Oh, Man, I miss those days of Demon Souls. I really do. Yeah, it's still relatively yeah. active. Like the, the you know people people still still sign on. I know they're doing a like a return event in the next couple of months at some point. Yeah,
1: I, I know that. Like YouTubers sometimes are like, hey, let's let's revive Demon Souls for a weekend or whatever
0: yeah by the time this comes out um the episode with um Ika will be out he's one of the reddit mods for all of the souls yeah. games and uh he's he's the one that's putting together like a, a return to Yarnum, a return to dark souls 2 like they're trying to do them, they're gonna try to get like specific days or weeks or months for all of the games going which i think is really really cool
1: yeah that's that's one of the things i really love about the community
0: mm-hmm. yeah you got to love people's ability to you know just really want to kill other people in real life in a video game. Yeah, (laughs) That's that's just such a crazy thing. What did you think about dark souls one when you played it? Like obviously going in with demon souls under your belt, like you weren't like a lot of people where that was your first souls game. So you kind of knew a little bit about how the, you know, how the characters worked, how the combat worked and things like that. Did you have a pretty easy time of it?
1: Um, I think I had an easier time than a lot of the people who started with it. Um, it's kind of funny because, like, I, I kind of think of my first experience as, like, oh, this must be a really typical experience. But, like, I hear other people's stories where, they're like, oh, yeah, I, like, bashed my head against the graveyard for, like, 17 hours and I don't know why I couldn't kill these skeletons. And, like, I, I didn't even know that graveyard existed till like, five hours in.
0: <laughs> you just totally missed it. Yeah, I
1: totally missed it. I saw the cliff wall and was like, nope, oh, got to go up there. Um, I think everything else about my... My playthrough was pretty typical, though. Like, I, I don't think I have any, like, truly unique experiences from anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I do remember, like... I, I I don't know what it is, but, like, with, the, with Demon Souls and Dark, um, and Dark Souls 1, like, uh, my first character never made it past, like, 10 hours. So I would get, like, 10 hours in, and I, I just feel like I've hit some sort of wall I can't get past. And, like, I would restart... And I don't feel like I really did anything different, but, like, I would get further for some reason, so...
0: Hmm. Do you, I mean, I've, I've known quite a few people that would kind of stall out in the middle of their run, or, you know, even at the beginning of their run somewhere. Like, they just weren't quite feeling what they were doing, so starting over fresh kind of gave them another perspective on the game and just let them get there farther. Yeah. That seems to be a kind of a common thing across all video games, which... Like I've heard of people doing that in No Man's Sky, and that that just like totally confuses me of like 'cause like it's the same stuff. Yeah. Like you just it's this the same stuff. It's just a different planet. <clears throat> how far did you get I don't uh I apologize if you if you said this, but how far did you get into Dark Souls the first time before you decided to uh,
1: let's see. I think my first character made it to I wanna say I got to right at the start of Anne Orlando. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like my build like cause like there's there is a bit of a jump uh in terms of the enemy's like strengths when you get there. Uh and like there's kind of a numbers fall off and you're like, oh, I'm not I'm not doing that much damage anymore. I gotta figure out what to do. So like I just I don't know, I, I hit that point and I was just like, uh I, I feel stuck. I don't feel like I can go back and really fix this. So I j yeah, so I just felt like I had to restart at that point.
0: In, in your head as you're playing dark souls one were you thinking like this is basically demon souls 2 or did you kind of dig the alternate approach to because the, the the settings of the games are pretty different from each other yeah um, i even I, though, I think yeah, the they fact have dragons but yeah i
1: think the fact that the whole world had like was just this, like this giant web of just like interconnecting hallways basically uh i that makes it sound worse than it actually is but like I think the fact that the map was just a giant uh, world that was just interconnected with different paths and such, I think that really separated from Demon Souls, which was very segmented and kind of categorized for your convenience in a way.
0: Hmm. So you were kinda you kinda preferred the world to of Dark Souls who went over to Demon Souls.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely prefer that approach
0: when like what was the moment that you realized like the world was all kind of interconnected and tied together like what was your because that's that's always a big holy shit moment for most of the people i talk to i'm kind of curious when you realize like oh wait this is that same place as it was that i went to before
1: i think i think it was actually pretty early on when i um when i discovered that new like when i discovered that fireling shrine led to new londo which led to the I think it's like the, what, what did they call that? The Drake Canyon thing? I forget.
0: The Valley of the Drakes. Valley
1: of the Drakes. When I discovered that New Londo connected the Valley of the Drakes, connected the Town, connected Demon Ruins, and that you could see Demon Ruins from Tomb of the Giants, I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, that's insane.
0: Yeah, I remember reading about that online and going, like, that's not true. <laughs> and yeah. then, like, seeing the, seeing all the work that people did to prove it, and I was like, okay, I guess that's true. That's fine. That's great. <laughs> that's yeah. weird and crazy.
1: I feel like the only section of that game that really doesn't have that feeling to it is, like, Ash Lake, because it's just, it's, it's just like a giant line off of Flight town.
0: I think you can see, um, can't you see Ash Lake from Tomb of the Giants, though? Uh, I actually don't remember it's been a long time yeah I think there's i think there's right there before you go into uh one of the tunnels you can look out and like see a bunch of arch trees out there, so people were saying that that was actually it's been a while for me too yeah so I'll I have to double check but
1: like if that is that's really cool
0: i'd have to I'd have to like go look up that computer model somebody did somewhere to so you can just bring up a dark souls map on your computer, yeah, what is your usual like build in these games like do you get? Are you a sword and board? Or are you a magic wizard dude? what's your
1: So my Demon Souls character actually ended with the build I mentioned before with the Scraping Spear, the Terranite Shield and mm-hmm. Kirk's armor. Um My Dark Souls 1 build was another spear build. It was I like I my first builds for those games were very defensive because I was very terrified my whole way through. So uh, like I was always using great shields. I was always using spears because I could attack while blocking. Um I had brought like I would always have like at least one sort of like healing spell.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's kind of how it was. Um uh, after that though, I uh I liked to kind of like experiment. So like Dark Souls 2, I was like a sorcerer. Uh and then Dark Souls 3, I messed around with dexterity weapons and not really using a shield, but more so just trying to parry and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I guess, like, in the long run, I've kind of leaned towards dexterity.
0: Okay. Are you, would you say that you're more of a mechanics guy when it comes to these games, or do you kind of prefer the story of the game, or is it just the the melding of the two that gets you going?
1: I think it's I think it's just how everything just beautifully weaves together. Like, the story, you have the mechanics, you have how the mechanics reinforce the themes of the story. Um. I love, like, just theory-crafting builds. Just like, oh, mm-hmm. I could take this weapon, combine it with this, maybe make something cool with that. I did that a lot in Dark Souls too, And I think that's what really kept the game go- alive for me. Um, but just, like, I, I feel like with Dark Souls, like, I could approach it from any direction and find something to enjoy about it.
0: Sure, yeah, because you could... I mean, it, you, anything is viable, right? Yeah. Like, anything in the game is viable. Even, like, the... Like so even this stuff that doesn't really even look like it would be viable, people have gone made made the effort to go prove that you could actually do stuff with. It's not yeah. optimal, but like you could totally do it if you have enough patience.
1: Yeah, like the 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 countless like key to the embedded PvP videos I've seen.
0: <laughs> people saw that you could wield that key as a weapon, it went immediately crazy for uh whatever that square game is with the Disney characters. Kingdom Hearts. Oh yeah, that. yeah. Yeah, yeah. People just went nuts for that stuff. I Which I that. can't I can't say anything because as soon as I saw the uh, was it the Puzzle Sword in the DLC? the, uh, the Puzzle Street Sword? Yeah, yeah. As soon as I saw that, I was like, well, gotta make an Ivy cosplay. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm that garbage person that played Ivy in Soul Calibur back in 1999, so. <laughs> <laughs> How long did it take you to finish Dark Souls? Like, were you on a... Uh,
1: if I remember correctly, it took me about 65 hours. Okay, that's,
0: that's actually not too bad for that game. Yeah. So did it take you like you mentioned with Demon Souls? You were kind of tied up with that, doing other stuff. Were you still kind of battling your your own schedule, or did you, uh, you not like... not so
1: much at that point? It took me about I want to say three or four months to beat Dark Souls one.
0: Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Did you go right back in and start making other characters and start doing different builds? Or... Uh,
1: not immediately after my first playthrough, but like after I did my first playthrough, I was like, okay, I know I missed like half the game. I need to. I need to figure out what I missed. And that's kind of when I discovered like the really big YouTubers, like, you know, Epic Name Bro, VadiVidia, and such. And I went on the wikis and I was just looking at everything. And when I saw something that really interested me, I was like, oh man, I just I need to go and mess with that. So that's when I started jumping in, started like making like four or five different characters. And I just been like addicted to that kind of stuff ever since.
0: <laughs> it kind of takes over for all other games at that point yeah at least that's, really that's what it's done to me anyway i guess it brings us into dark souls 2 uh were you kind of in on the hype from there like were you watching the early early gameplay videos and all the the press that they had put out yeah
1: me and my me and my friends were I, what they announced it at the VGAs, right if i remember correctly
0: yeah like that's it was such a weird thing because i don't i don't at the time i wasn't like watching or really paying attention to any of that stuff so like i woke up the next day and they were like and you know everyone on twitter is like dark souls 2 and i was like wait what yeah yeah (laughs) i thought this was just i thought this was all for like mass effect or something like that's what i thought those awards were for
1: Oh like me and my friends were we we were watching the vgas because like we like to make fun of it and that came up and like me and the buddy of mine that i mentioned earlier that introduced me to demon souls we were like oh shit dark souls 2 so, like, from then on out, I was like, I was just unbelievably on that hype train.
0: And where did you fall when the actual game came out? Because as as everyone that lis- is listening knows, and as you know, like, Dark Souls 2, for better or for worse, and whether it deserves it or not, has become kind of a divisive game in the series. I think less so that, that Dark Souls 3 is now, but I think... You know, at the time, it was certainly like, oh, you know, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't Miyazaki, this isn't this, or this isn't that. Like, where where were you at when you first started playing the game?
1: Um, So I was really like up and down about the game at certain points. I can definitely say for certain that by the time I finished my first run, I felt really satisfied with my uh, with my experience. You know, I felt like I really got a a good game out of that. Um, I mean, I had an issue with the soul memory. You know, I, I think everybody does um i had issues with how certain weapons were handled like i initially was not a fan of some of the movesets they changed for certain weapon types like great swords got really like flourishy swings like some of them like the mirror great sword has a really like flourishy r1 moveset Mm
0: -hmm. and i
1: was not initially a fan of that kind of stuff um but i think over time i came around and at this point i can definitely say that dark souls 2 is probably one of my favorite souls games
0: mm-hmm. is that with is that because of the changes that they've you know because they, that game has always been basically being built since it was released like they they released the game they've released several dlc packs for it and then came back and just with a totally remixed version that you know with a new ending and with a new npc and all that stuff like when did, have you played through all of those changes and yeah i that have kind of part and was that the reason that you've kind of come back around to it um
1: I think I think those helped uh with my opinion of the game, but I don't feel like they were ever like the deciding factor. I think it was more so just like how I viewed the game mm-hmm. and what I ended up actually doing with the with the game.
0: What was your, were you kind of still doing your uh dex builds and things like that in Dark Souls 2? Uh
1: initially like my first couple builds were messing around with Dex weapons, but uh if I were to go back now, I would probably just rebuild my last build, which was my favorite build which is basically just like Crypt Black Sword. And I just, because I just, I love that weapon so much.
0: That's a cool looking weapon too. Like if you're going in for Fashion Souls, that is a very cool looking weapon.
1: I had had a Guts build just dedicated with that weapon and I just loved it so much.
0: It's a lot of fun. Like if you're gonna, like if you're, (laughs) the Great Swords in that game, I I have problems with them, but uh, the, the Crypt Great Sword is one of the ones that I really enjoyed using, so. I wish you could uh I wish he could use it as well as that NPC in the undead crypt could, because oh, he could do like yeah. moves that you like you can summon that dude and he does stuff that I'd never seen before with the with a sword in Dark Souls. Yeah, I
1: really wish there was an option for that. Like even mm-hmm. if it meant like a new weapon or something, I would totally take it. I'd love to like mess around with that moveset.
0: Yeah, yeah. There was there's just the variety of weapons in Dark Souls 2 was pretty insane. Just like the amount of stuff that you can get. Like it's just craziness. I think
1: I think honestly that's like the saving grace of the game. Like if there was anything to fall back on for a reason I like that game, I would have to say it's the variety. Like there was there was no weapon in the game that I didn't look at and be like, I could probably make a build around you.
0: It was very cool. Every time I talk about Dark Souls 2, I kind of feel like booting it back up again on the PS4 and just doing another run real quick seeing how far I can get on
1: <laughs> It's right next to my de- uh my Dark Souls 3 on my desktop and I'm seeing it and I'm just like, ah, oh, I kinda wanna go back. <laughs> I kind of want to finish that scythe build. I really like scythes.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've never did power stancing scythes. Now that I think about it, I wonder what the moveset set is. Oh, like.
1: I don't even know what it looks like. I've never even thought of that.
0: Because I remember one handing a scythe, and um, Dark Souls One looked really, really dumb. Like <laughs> it just I think looked it was like you're just, just a
1: halberd, right? It was just, you just well, halberd no,
0: you're there. just holding it with one hand, and like the thing is just sticking like eight feet up in the air or whatever. <laughs> like it's just the dumbest. <laughs> like you wouldn't be able to swing that thing at all, and like do anything no. with it, but. Um. So I, I wonder what like using two of those would look like in Dark Souls too. That's a, that's some homework for everybody listening. If I haven't already done it and posted a video about it or something, <laughs> go out and do a power stand scythe build. Oh, I
1: gotta try that now.
0: Did you uh go right into Bloodborne after that? Like yeah, you, actually, guess, PlayStation um... Four was. Was Bloodborne a four hundred and fifty dollars video game for you, like it is for a lot of people? <laughs>
1: it it was, it was. Uh, it, it's kind of funny because like I saw that and like when I heard it was for PS4 only, I was like, okay, that's that's fine. But I don't know if I'm willing to to drop it. And like I was really indecisive until like the day of release, and I was like, I just need this game. I just need it. <laughs> so I just went up and I bought it, and it was like a four hundred fifty dollars purchase, and I was like, worth it
0: even if you don't play anything else on it
1: i have like six other games for it but i barely play them
0: yeah what'd you think of bloodborne
1: i i really like bloodborne as a single player experience i think the online was handled pretty bad honestly Mm -hmm. i really don't like the bell maidens i didn't like that like you could kill bell maidens in certain areas and they would just never come back and then you would just deny yourself invasions for the rest of the game and I didn't, like, uh, I think my biggest gripe of the game is the, like, they really discourage you from, like, playing around with other weapons. Like, it's not just, like, I, I believe you've mentioned this on other episodes, but um, you've mentioned, like, you know, weapon, the weapons are really spread out and you have to, like, go 10 hours in just to get a certain weapon. Mm-hmm. But there's also the fact that, like, if you want to get that to plus 9, like, I'm not even talking, like, plus 10, which requires, like, one of the two blood rocks in the game um you have to like you have to really grind those chunks like i tried doing it once and it was just like i why i don't want to and the alternative is just the alternative is like sure you can drop like 80 uh i think it's insight right it's been a while Uh, yeah so you can drop like 80 insight to get a blood rock but again like getting insight Like, farming it is not easy. You have to go to the upper cathedral ward and, like, kill those, like, babies for, like, 17 hours in hopes of getting one insight. (laughs) And it's like, I really would rather not do this.
0: Always ended up with a lot of insight for uh, co-opting chalices. Because you would get insight for killing the the dudes, and occasionally you would get insight for seeing the dudes, which helps. So, like, if you help someone clear, like, you'd come out with, like, four or five insight at the end of it.
1: I never actually tried that.
0: Yeah. Chalices were grind central, and I I know that's why everybody hates them, but that's also kind of why they work for me in a certain way. Like, killing bosses would also give you a chance at getting chunks and getting blood rocks and things like that, so... Like as someone who got real into Bloodborne when they announced the DLC and played like the Chalices for h- hours and hours and hours, like I ended up with like 170 blood ch- blood chunks. <laughs> when <the, laughs> when by the time the DLC hit, so I was like, "Let me pick a weapon. I'll get it to plus ten immediately."
1: Oh man, I'm jealous. Yeah. There was a few weapons. Like I I made a character specifically when the DLC came out, and like I bum rushed my way to the point where I could start doing it comfortably because I really wanted the Holy Moonlight Great Holy Moonlight Greatsword. And I did end up falling in love with the weapon. But the problem is, is like everything in that DLC past like Maria is like almost like immune to arcane damage. So I was like a huge disadvantage when I got to Orphan of Koss and I didn't have the materials to upgrade anything else. So I just felt like I like uh, and Koss gave me so much trouble. I don't think I had a tougher time with any other boss in any Souls game
0: he's a son of a bitch, man. Like I, that's one of my favorite fights across any of the games and p- possibly my, my favorite boss, like, and like right up there with German as a favorite end boss. Um, And man, I just, I love that fight so much, but it is, it is hard as hell. Like it's so intense, even from like a, from an audio standpoint like not only does the music like ratchet up in the middle when he goes into his second form but he's literally screaming at you the entire time he's trying to kill you as if it wasn't just enough that he was constantly attacking you he's going to scream at you the entire time while he's doing it it's insane
1: yeah i i lost count of like how many times i died i like i got up to like 30 something deaths before i just lost count of how many times it took and if i had to guess it would probably be somewhere around like 60 or so tries before i got it and like i feel like i could have gotten it earlier if i actually could have gotten someone summoned in but like as i mentioned earlier i really wasn't happy with the online experience
0: yeah but by that point they were it was a little bit better with like passwords and stuff so like if you had if you were kind of attached in a particular online community where people were helping other people out it was relatively easy to to get a friend in no matter what level they were but like just being like a like, with Dark Souls, like, just dropping your summon sign down or just looking for summon signs. Like, it just wasn't there. Like, yeah. I think the fact that you couldn't see the signs just really screwed with people. Like, that you're ringing a bell and, like, you can't tell that anything's happening. Just nobody would wait around for it. So
1: Yeah, I really had this, like, disconnect that other Souls games I don't think really have. Because, like, in other Souls games, you see messages, you see summon signs, and you're like, okay, there's other people playing. But with Bloodborne, it's like, there's messages, but I didn't see nearly as many as any other Souls game. And the fact that I couldn't see summon size also kind of gave me this feeling like is is there any uh, is there even anybody else like playing right now or
0: it really seems like um, PVP it was almost like an afterthought like it's feel it feels like they got about seventy five percent into development and then said like oh yeah like this is like basically a Souls game we we need to make sure that we can you know have these dudes fight but we don't really care about it that much like I just I know some people even former guests of the show I know Thomas got real into it but. Um, for a lot of people like it just it just, including me like it was fun until I realized like everybody could heal during it and it was impossible to punish heals <laughs> like, yeah. that was when it was just like oh okay so this is really just like a who has the most health potions kind of kind of game okay well I don't want to do that so.
1: yeah and then there was the whole like you have to have 50 vitality because if you know anybody if you had anything less it was just like two or three hits or like one single visceral attack and you're done
0: yeah. mm-hmm. so that was a bummer but like the co-op stuff I remember them talking about, like, the Chalice Dungeons. Like, they were going to be basically this infinite co-op dungeon session. before, like, the E3 before the game came out. Yeah, like, I remember
1: like, that.
0: And, like, they showed, like, a trailer of, like, one dude going to turn a level lever and, like, another dude, like, going to do something else or an open a, ch- a gate or something, which... Just like didn't like I, I don't know why they showed that kind of stuff like it just doesn't it didn't work that way at all <laughs> no no it did it was really weird but yeah I think the co op stuff when they finally put the uh, the password matching and they took away the level restrictions and things like that I think that that made it a lot better like since then I've done so much co oping and the the chalices helping people out and, and things it's just a lot of fun so.
1: yeah I, th- I think at some point I'll I'll probably jump back into Bloodborne give it another go give it another shot like maybe my opinion will change but. Until then, like you know, that's what I said. So
0: yeah, are you not a? Uh, or how did you feel about the like? There's the basic gameplay differences, like oh. the shieldless runs and the, the faster paced combat and things like that.
1: Oh, like I, I love the game, like as a whole. Like I, I love the I love the mechanics. I love the quick combat. I love the visceral attacks. I love that you had to like charge up to get a backstab. Because I'm I was just like super not a fan of people just like running behind me and just getting a quick backstab. It's just like. There was just no warning of it. Um, I I did like the aggressive, like you had to play aggressive to get health back kind of thing. I really liked that mechanic. Mm-hmm. Um, and like even story-wise, like I really liked the story. I really liked the lore. I just, you know, and like looking back, I wish there was a little bit more of it. Because like, I feel like we kind of just, like the community just kind of like figured it out real quick.
0: Yeah, the the lore is a little bit simpler, I think like it deals with it deals with heavier things like it deals with a lot more metaphysical and like crazy shit but i think it's much more straightforward especially after the dlc came along like i you can kind of like and that dude did it i can't i think it was a guy named Redgrave. like he wrote like the 80 page bloodborne story
1: yeah i heard of that i have that bookmark somewhere and i just never got around to reading it and uh I,
0: i think that like the fact that you can't really do that for dark souls conclusively like i think that I think that's like the key difference like i think you have the whole story in bloodborne Where in dark souls it feels like you have like maybe half of it like and there's still some other shit going on that you don't know about so hmm. but i dig it man I, there's something about bloodborne that just like really really works on me
1: yeah it's it's i still think it's like one of the best games of 2015 if and like i still think it's a really solid game
0: overall mm-hmm See, this is the problem with recording this podcast, man. Like every time I talk to somebody, I'm like, okay, I gotta go play Dark Souls two, and okay, I gotta go play Bloodborne again. <laughs> I just every time I talk about things like that, I'm like, okay, I gotta go do them all over again.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, I wish I had, I could talk to people as often as you do about Souls games. Like I, I try bringing it up with my friends, and they're like, Nick, just shut up about Dark Souls already. We're, we're done. We're done. <laughs>
0: I'll never and I uh, and I, I've told this story like probably fifteen times, but it was one of my favorite anecdotes that uh, my buddy the lore hunter uh, Sean he said on either this podcast or on Dark Insight with us one day of like uh, he was sitting down to dinner and it got quiet for a moment and he get, and he looked up and he looked at his wife and said you know what and she stopped him and said no lore talk at the <laughs> dinner table <laughs> and That's that just. <laughs> That, like, encapsulates, encapsulates my life, too. Like, I remember being at a bar one time and, like, trying to explain to my wife, like, okay, so there's Gwen, right? And then he's got kids, but he doesn't like one of them. And, and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, man. I, I've tried those kinds of conversations with people before and it just doesn't work. Like, the last time I was able to really talk with people about, like, souls was uh, in, like, June 2015. I went to uh, a convention in Ohio with my girlfriend at the time and I noticed there was a panel on the schedule sheet that was like, Dark Souls, Dark Souls lore. And I was like, oh, I need to go do that. So I went there, and <clears throat> funny enough, his, like, his presentation kind of collapsed on itself. Like He was having a lot of issues with his computer, and he was just like, you know what? This is just a free-form Dark Souls talk. So everyone in that whole like, convention panel room was just like sharing experiences about Dark Souls and like, their PvP and their lore theories and stuff, and it was, it was great. I, I had a blast.
0: Wow, that sounds amazing. What, do, you, do you remember who it was that was doing... Like, there's just not a lot of guys that do... Uh, presentations. I, I don't Souls.
1: remember his name.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Let's like to try to track that dude down so I can get that story first-hand. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Not first-hand, but, like, from him. I've never seen, um, like... I don't know. I've never done, like, a... I've never... I, I would really like to go to a room of people, like, they are talking about nothing about, except Dark Souls. Like, when... Uh, the guys from bonfire chat they they were invited to some like game developer thing and gave a talk on dark souls and i was like shit i wish i could go to that like yeah. i don't really have a way to get to ohio but man that was, sounds great was that the way was that the one they posted on bonfire chat probably yeah
1: yeah I, i've listened to one of those convention and panel things they had that was pretty great
0: yeah i think it's gotta because they've only done one i think with the dark souls stuff like the rest and yeah. then all, all their live stuff is usually uh Watch out for fireballs. Not that that really matters or anything. Did you play Bloodborne a couple of times through, or did you do a? I did. I did play. To...
1: I I played through the game about three times.
0: Okay. What weapons did you use?
1: Uh, so my first character ended with the character, the weapon he actually started with, which was the the halberd, the axe that switches to a halberd. I forget its name. Hunter's axe. Yes. Yes. That's it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was the weapon he finished with. Um, my second character was actually a blood tinge build that used the Ryder palash and the Evelyn. Mm-hmm. And that one was probably my favorite of the three, if only because it was so effective.
0: <laughs> blood, the blood tinge builds are so stupidly like overpowerful once you get them to where you want them to be. <laughs> yeah. I, like, I remember it's, like it, insanity. I
1: invaded once with that character and I was just like, you know, what? I'm just going to go nuts. So I just, I switched the Ryder palash to the pistol mode. And so I just like alternate fired them to death.
0: Just R one, L one, R one, Yeah, L1. yeah.
1: Basically, <laughs> it was great.
0: That's nice. I think you're the first person on the show to be able to say that uh, weapon's name correctly, and I'm not even going to try because I I can't do it. So props to you on that one. Oh well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Blood Tinge is good. Um, I ended up before the end of it, I would I did like one of each of the main stats. So, uh, but man, I. Blood Tinge is probably my favorite, along with, skill, with just pure skill. So. yeah,
1: my my third character, the one that ended up using the Holy Moonlight Greatsword, was an arcane build, and I did that mainly because I just I never touched them before that. So like it was it was fun to mess with them, but like at mm-hmm. the same time because bullets are so valuable, like when using any of the abilities, like even some of the cheaper stuff, was just it just felt like such an uh, like an investment. Like if I'm gonna do this. I have to make the most of this thing. Mm -hmm. So like even even the utility stuff like the uh, the Hunter's Bone was just like, oh, man, that's that's three whole bullets. You know, like (laughs) I could use that for like three different parries on Maria or something.
0: Yeah, Yeah. Not being able to like not having a default. Ten and ten of files and bullets. I think was uh, a really bad misstep on their part. Yeah,
1: haven't I remember there was a few times in my first playthrough I had to like sit down and like farm for like two hours.
0: I got so stuck on. Um... Oh man, I just forgot her name. Uh... Oh, that's gonna be that's gonna aggravate the hell out of me. Who uh, was the the Cthulhu looking boss down in an upper cathedral ward? That's so uh, um, Abredus. Yes. Abridas. I got so stuck on a breeders that I was like farming for 99 vials and then like literally save glitching my way through of like, you know, okay, well I've lost all my vials. Now I'm just going to redownload my save from the PSN cloud and start again. Cause I didn't make, I'm not losing anything. <laughs> like <laughs> Save scumming my way through this game. It's just so, stupid. so I,
1: stupid. I'll admit I never had that, that issue with my first mm-hmm. time, but that was on my second character with the blood tinge build. And I was also doing the alternate fire thing, which was insanely. Effective and then combine that with like bone ash, so every bullet was doing just way too much damage.
0: Yeah, I've got a I've got a video on my YouTube of using the um the repeater pistol with bone ash and just like I, I think it, it's like a one minute fight, like it doesn't take any time at all. And she's yeah, like it's insanity how fast, especially if you're. And I think if you hit her in her head, like, it, she'll double over the first time you hit her so you can get a visceral attack because you've done so much damage to her yeah, head so quick. Yeah, get, like, two visceral yeah.
1: attacks on her because I just get it, firing at her face.
0: It's just crazy. Like, I'm thinking back to the first time I finally beat that fight, which was, like, f- a 14-minute careful, you know, <laughs> very <laughs> tactical dodge here, dodge there, oh shit, oh shit, kind of moment. Yeah. Oh,
1: crazy. God, yeah, trying to do that with the Holy Moonlight Greatsword was just, like, oh, God
0: not oh, can imagine cuz
1: like she she has so much arcane defense and i was ha- using an insanely slow weapon and i was doing like no damage and so like every movement had to be perfect cuz like even one vial was just like well i'm i feel like i'm wasting this
0: yeah exactly but well, what about uh dark souls 3
1: dark souls 3 uh my first time through um i actually really loved the game the first time through okay. um it really did feel like a love letter to the fans mm-hmm. um i know people give it a lot of flack for being kind of fan surfacing stuff but like that first time through the game i was just i was eating every eating all of it i just i loved it like the the artoria sword i love i love that i love seeing the storm when i saw storm ruler oh my
0: god <laughs> my wife has a thing and uh, i forget what we were watching but it was something and she goes you know this may be fan service but i am a fan and i like to be serviced (laughs) (laughs) and i think about that a lot with dark souls 3 of like yep yep they pretty much knew exactly what they were doing with all of this stuff so
1: i mean they knew their audience so
0: oh absolutely yeah
1: um i mean in in subsequent playthroughs i've i've had i've kind of like bounced up and down how much i love and or hate dark souls 3 um Mm -hmm. i think my opinion at this point is i think overall is a very solid game The problem I have with it is the weapon variety and like 70% of the weapons in one category have like the same exact moveset. So like almost all the straight swords you know what you're getting and it just doesn't feel like you're really getting anything new when you pick up a new straight sword.
0: And it it suffers a little bit from something that Bloodborne did which was like finding loot in the game doesn't really feel particularly satisfying. Like some of the stuff that you find just doesn't I don't know. There's something about, and I don't really know how to best articulate it. But like, in Bloodborne, finding more chalice materials was always kind of a bummer. But in, in Dark Souls three, like, oh, like here's a rusted coin. Okay. Yeah, it's
1: like here's a rusted coin. Here's some resin. Here's some throwing knives. And it's like, well, which is fine. Like it's yeah.
0: loot, but it just doesn't feel great for some reason. Yeah, it's it's
1: not like an armor piece or uh, a weapon or a new uh, like a a new Ring or something, it, and those like are very rare. Most of the ones you get are like from chests or bosses or enemies. So
0: yeah, it's just really weird. It's a fun game though. I think it's mechanically yeah. the the best playing game that they they have done up to this point.
1: Yeah, I think I think they really refined the system down to the point where I am insanely satisfied with how it works. I just wish there was like more variety as a whole, and like. From software, please just give us a blue eye orb, please.
0: (laughs) Just just make get get your networking stuff done, man. Like just get it done. I'm tired of these Souls games coming out and having broken multiplayer for like the first three months, it seems like. Yeah. So annoying. Have you gone through back through Dark Dark Souls three again?
1: I have many times. Um Most like most of them are just like I'm just trying to find a build. Because it's mm-hmm. been kind of hard for me to find weapons that I really enjoy using. Like the first character who I, I settled on, um, who I still love flying, is my um my Farron Greatsword user. And I just I love that weapon so much. I just I love the 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 crazy spinny anime swings of the attacks and that little parry is kind of like it's not reliable, but I still like using it. And when it works, it's really exciting when it does. So,
0: yeah, that is that, that is a really fun weapon to use. I was actually uh, most of my first playthrough was pretty much a great scythe. Like I found a great scythe, and I was kind of leaning towards a Dex magic build anyway. So I was like, oh yeah, this will work. And the and the the weapon art sounded super cool, but never actually
1: kind of <laughs> it never hard. hits. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. <laughs> Never seemed like it was doing any more damage than anything else. So uh, mm-hmm. even though I landed it in PvP a couple of times and thought I was going to be a badass, it was not. No. So that was kind of a bummer. What are you looking for now, like in the in the DLC? Like, do you, Are you kind of hoping that they I'm, clear up some story stuff? Or are you just looking for more variety of weapons?
1: I'm always excited for more story, but I'm always kind of like... I'm I'm never really like picky about what I want from the story because like for me like any more lore is good lore. Um, what I'm looking for is, and what I'm hoping for is for From Software to be like, okay, we have all these weapons in the game now. Let's just get weird and just put in all the weird stuff. Put the puzzling. Put like I want more like w- weapons with mixed move sets, like Santia spear or like puzzling straight sword. Just like just give me the weird stuff. The weird spells, mm-hmm. the weird weapons, just give me it.
0: That's kind of what I'm looking forward to. I just want more weird stuff in, in Dark Souls, period. What are you looking for uh, Like from software as a whole? Like, Are you looking for a, a Dark Souls 4? Are you ready to get into some Armored Core, which is the current rumor going around? Or what are you I've, looking for?
1: I've actually been kind of interested in Armored Core mm-hmm. uh, recently. I, I don't have like, a, a PS3 anymore, which I, you know... Regret not having anymore, but um I, I've been trying to like find a copy. And I haven't really been like adamant about it, or else I would have just bought it online by this point. But I, I really do want to try the series. So if I can get my hands on a copy of like any armor core game, I'd probably play it myself. As for like Dark Souls itself, um I don't really want to see a Dark Souls 4. I'm okay if the series ends at three and never gets picked up again. Um
0: mm-hmm.
1: I mean there's always going to be a place in my heart that's like demon souls 2 but <laughs> um i feel like that would probably just be more dark souls 4 anyway so probably not for the best
0: if they if they could pull off a, a demon souls 2 without it being dark souls 4 in other words if they could re, you know, if they could restrain themselves from referencing dark souls at all i think i would be into i would it, i'd be
1: I'd, really I'd, down for that um, At this
0: point though like I would just set literally settle for Demon Souls one on a PS4. Like that's really Yeah, I
1: <laughs> I want one system to play all my Souls games, please. Um but like it, you know, I I don't want to see them just abandon the dark fantasy genre entirely. I would love to see them keep playing with that just like in different ways.
0: Well, before we uh sign off on the podcast, is there anything you'd like to close out with about Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Bloodborne from Software? Um,
1: no, no, nothing in particular. I think I've spoken my mind of, about pretty much anything that's relevant, so...
0: Well, where uh, where can people find you on the internet?
1: Uh, I'm not... I don't know. Uh, I guess I have a Twitter, <laughs> uh, like everybody else, you know. Uh, you can find me at Teplin. So that's uh, T-E-P-P-L-E-N. Uh, yeah. Other than that, I just kind of, like... I just kind of retweet dumb crap that comes up on my feed. Mostly from, like, one of my, like, two friends who post, like all the time there, so
0: I gotcha. Yeah, that's no problem. Well, it's it's gone so far very well with people who have Twitter accounts that have come on the show. Like they get, seem to get like just totally adopted by the the souls community that we seem to have on Twitter, like where everybody's just cool and hanging out and talking about like a bunch of lore and stuff. So yeah. Gotta get you involved in some of that oh, stuff. Oh
1: um one other thing I guess I forgot to mention. Um I actually did uh recently join up on uh P Feverson's like Bloodshade Covenant.
0: Yeah, how's that been for you?
1: Uh, I haven't gotten to 140 yet, but I have been doing kind of Aldrich invasions at level 55.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I have run into a few other Uh You'll you'll probably recognize me uh, as, like, Bloodshade Tep. I couldn't fit Teplin, so...
0: Okay, that makes sense.
1: Uh, so if you see me there, I'll be probably using Warden blades on you, and you'll probably bleed to death. <laughs> but um, it's been really fun. I I really am enjoying the, like the aspect of the Covenant and just how like it, it's kind of brought a lot of life back into the game for me so.
0: Yeah. It seems like it's brought a lot of life into the game for a lot of people. Like that that just kind of counter invasion kind of mechanic of, you know, wait for your friends or not counter but co op invasion type thing that they're trying to pull off seems just really interesting.
1: Yeah, I really I'm really enjoying it. So I'm excited to see what it's like at one forty.
0: Yeah, yeah, it should be pretty fun. And as always, I've been your host, Jeremy Greer. This has been Don't Give Up Skeleton, which you can find on Twitter at Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Greer. You can also find this podcast on Facebook, on Instagram, on Tumblr, and probably a variety of other social networks that will be invented between now and the time that this podcast comes out. If you want to get on the show like Nick, send me an email. Uh, give me a brief outline of your soul story and i will get you scheduled and we come on and talk about the podcast if you're worried that you're not going to be as cool as nick or as cool as my previous guest don't worry i've literally not turned anyone down yet so don't hesitate and just send that email thanks everybody for listening i really appreciate it and remember don't give up skeleton.